It's just what the doctor ordered. It's time for your daily dose of awesome. Check your hate and negativity at the door as mom, wife, teacher, and lover of life, Cindy Liming shares awesome, fun-loving tips on how you can bring positivity, fun, and laughter into your life and into the world. And now, here's your host, Cindy Liming. Cindy Liming, your host of your Daily Dose of Awesome. On this show, I talk about all the things that I find to be awesome in this journey called life. By sharing what I find, I hope that you too will be able to create more awesomeness in your corner of the world. You may have noticed that I don't have my little anchor commercial or my fancy song that goes at the beginning of my shows. And the reason for this is because I've moved the show to a new platform, and I'm still learning how to use it. And in addition, my daughter took the computer with all of my normal recording programs and the way that I edit it, and I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to edit this episode, which kind of bothers me and makes me very anxious. (laughs) But this is the night that I have to record. I've been out of the loop for way too long And I don't have any kids or even my husband tonight, so this is when it has to happen. I probably should just go on hiatus, but I just have way too much awesomeness to share, so you'll just have to go through the learning process with me, I suppose. (laughs) So let's get started. I just wanted to remind you that my journal, Create the Awesome, is now available on Amazon. I put a link in the show notes, and you can also find it on yddoa.com slash journal. I think it would make a great gift for someone or maybe even for yourself. It helps me stay motivated, creative, and organized. And the best part is that it only takes about five minutes to fill out. I use those five minutes to visualize my day, and it really helps me to stay focused. I also love it because it's a great place for me to keep track of all the creative ideas that float around in my mind. I would love it if you would check out my journal, Create the Awesome. Check it out at yddoa.com journal. And one of the things that I'm super excited to share with you is my YDDOA shop. I finally got around to creating some merch, and this is a goal that I had at the beginning of the year, and as we end 2020, I finally got it accomplished. (laughs) My favorite item that I created is called A Year of Awesome. I mentioned in previous episodes that I'm taking a positive psychology slash photography class with Lizzie LaRocque, and she was on my show back in June, I believe. But she has inspired me to look at the everyday in a fresh, new way. I learned how to take some really awesome photos, and now mindful photography is my latest hobby. And it makes me really, really happy. I also added some of my favorite quotes and song lyrics to the photos. And I know it sounds like I'm bragging, but seriously, Lizzie has taught me well. When I look at the photos that I took, I'm blown away. I can't even believe that I'm the one who took the photos. 
If you'd like to check out the calendar as well as the other merch that I created, go to yddoa.com slash shop. So it's just such a strange time, you know, like, I don't know, it's just weird. We've got a pandemic going on and, you know, politics has been kind of a nightmare and, uh, you know, it's just really a strange time that we're living through right now. Um, I went for a walk the other day and people, of course, are were starting to put up their Christmas decorations. I guess this was more than a day. It was like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> um, but often I get this warm feeling when I see people starting to do that. I don't know. It just seems weird this year. I constantly have like a little bit of a sick feeling that school's going to shut down. Like each day just brings a smidge of anxiety. Often I feel like my get up and go got up and went. And it's hard to get excited about things anymore because I never know when it's going to get taken away. However, I refuse to let all of this get me down. I truly have so much to be thankful for. Each day I fill, up, I fill the space um, in my Create the Awesome journal with all the things I'm thankful for. If you're feeling a little down, I highly suggest writing down at least three things you are thankful for. And make them three different things each day. Like, you know, I'm always thankful for my family, but I try to um, be a little bit detailed and change it up every single day. Because there really are different things every day that I'm thankful for. And I'm so thankful for even the smallest things. My nine-year-old Haley texted me the other night saying, I love you so much, Mommy. And I took a screenshot of it, of it and I look at it often. So if you're feeling a little off this year, writing down your blessings really helps to put things in perspective. It's really hard for me to articulate how I'm feeling this Christmas season. Normally, I make these huge paper snowflakes with my students, and I hang them from the ceiling in the front hall of our school. And everyone loves it when I do it, and people smile. And I'm not sure how or why hanging paper from the ceiling has this effect on people, but it really does, including myself. And, you know, a while ago, I was feeling like I should probably hang the snowflakes because it would probably bring in some holiday spirit, but... I just didn't feel like it. And now I'm a little too late. Time really, really has gotten away from me. And tomorrow is already the student's last day before break. So I don't know. I'm not sad or anything. I guess it's just that I never know when the school's going to shut down. So why bother? I don't even know what to call the feeling. I just kind of feel like I don't feel like doing much of anything. I mean, I'm happy and I'm thankful and safe and, and healthy, but I just feel kind of <laughs> kind of like blah a little bit. But those snowflakes, they bring some kind of positive, happy, and joyful energy into the school for some reason. I don't know why that is. I've been working on bringing some of that positive energy into my home through feng shui, and that is really exciting and inspiring and motivating to me. And it's kind of funny how I got interested in feng shui. 
I was watching t- that TV show. It's called Ridiculousness on MTV. This is really a dumb show and probably will not add anything to your life, but I really like watching it when I need a good laugh and I don't feel like thinking that hard. Anyway, somehow it came up on that show, so I don't know. I just started looking at things. So I had heard of feng shui, but I didn't know much about it. And as far as I knew at the time, it was some kind of Chinese way of decorating. And that's what it is, but there's more to it than that. According to Google, it's a Chinese practice that helps people align their energies with their surroundings. So let's take a moment to talk about energy. Because this might sound a little woo-woo to you, maybe a little odd, and you might even be skeptical about energy, but... I find it to be fascinating. I often read about energy when I stumble upon a good book about it. Pam Grout is one of my favorite authors and has written books about positive energy and how it all works scientifically. E-Square is probably my favorite book that she's ever written, and I um, have included links in the show notes to that. Energy, though, good and bad, is a real thing to me. So think about it. Ever been in a room and someone walks in who's in a really bad mood? They don't even have to say anything. All they have to do is walk in and you get this awful vibe from them. Or have you ever been around a negative person or a person who constantly complains? I don't know about you, but they can either suck the energy right out of me or I just feel surrounded by negative energy. Or the reverse. Have you ever been in a room of people and someone who is very charismatic walks in? Or here's another example. Now... You know, I'm 46, so you have to think way back, um, way, way back. I think back in the 90s, the early 90s maybe, when the Rolling Stones had a live concert, but it was a video, like it was videoed, it was um, like a movie, and you could watch it on the big screen. Like I remember um, Cedar Point, the amusement park out here, used to have one of those big fancy theaters. And um, you could buy special tickets to go watch the Rolling Stones um, in that theater. Now, keep in mind, they were not live in person. You were just watching it on the big screen. And the media tried to market it as if it would be so cool and that the people in the audience would be up and dancing and screaming with joy as if we were at, at an actual concert. And I went to it. And in real life, we all sat there in our cushy movie seats and watched it. I think it it would have been kind of weird if I was up whooping and hollering in the movie theater like I normally would at a real concert. That's what I mean. There's no energy there. See, this screen stops the energy as if some kind of shield. And in my opinion, that's exactly why it's harder to learn online or attend meetings on Zoom. It's hard to feel the energy of even the most enthusiastic teacher through a screen. So... With feng shui, the philosophy is that if you want to change your life, you need to change your environment. We need to be, we need our homes to be a source of positive energy. Home should be a place where we go to rest and recharge. If you have kids, often home is anything but restful. I'm starting to round that curve now that my kids are getting older. I actually had my first restful moment the other day while All three kids were home and awake, I might add. I actually got to sit on the couch, which, and just sit there. (laughs) I mean, I don't even know when the last time that happened while my kids were home. 
Like, I don't think that's happened when I really, really think about it. But anyway, um, since I knew very little and I still know very little about feng shui, I turned a good old Pinterest like I would an old friend. In addition, on the audiobook app Audible, you can now listen to podcasts at no extra cost. And books, too, by the way. They've added tons of books that you can listen to at no extra cost. And I mentioned this in a past episode, but Audible has changed in a good way in the sense that there is so much more content to choose from at no additional charge. And if you don't have the Audible app, now is a good time to get it or get it for a friend as a gift. My listeners get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. And to get this offer, just go to yddoa.com slash deals. But anyway, on Audible, there is a podcast called 5-Minute Feng Shui, and I'm very addicted to it. And actually, this um, podcast is on um, other platforms besides Audible. Um, in each episode, the host talks about one aspect of feng shui, how it works and why, and then three tips at the end that you can do in about five minutes. There are some things about feng shui that's really specific. And well, actually, a lot of feng shui is really, really specific and kind of odd. And I, as I continue to learn about it. I do just a few things here and there. And it's actually helped bring some good energy into the home. Just know that there are loads and loads of things to know and to do when it comes to feng shui. I feel like if I did everything the feng shui way, it would take me the rest of my life to accomplish it all. (laughs) Therefore, I just chose a few things to try, and I've definitely noticed some positive changes. So one of the things that I tried um, was to fix annoying things that I kept putting off. So that's one thing that um, feng shui experts um, advise people to do is fix, fix things, which is a difficult task for me because for most, most of the time I'm the only adult in the house. So, um, I don't have someone here that knows how to fix things. I definitely don't know how to fix anything. (laughs) So, um, so things just kind of go by the wayside. So, Um, For example, fix your burned out light bulbs. When it comes to light bulbs, when one goes out, I often don't really notice it or I notice it when I'm in a hurry and I don't have time to change it and then I mentally tell myself to fix it later and then I never do. So um, reading about this and listening to this was a very nice reminder. There's a beautiful lamp that we have in our living room that we never use because the light bulb burned out. How dumb is that? (laughs) I mean, it's been like that for, I hate to admit it, for but for years. It just has been there. And it's dumb. It's just really dumb. So I put in a fresh light bulb, and I'm really glad I did. The light from the lamp makes the living room seem a little warmer and cozier. Another annoying thing in my house was that on our stair landing, we have a window. And in front of the window, we had a small table. And I put a poinsettia plant there that we got last year, if you can believe that. And it has been alive and well this entire year. The sun is really great there. So what's annoying about that? Well, often a few leaves here and there dry up and fall to the floor. If I don't have time to vacuum them up right away, the kids and I will just walk on top of them, creating a bigger mess of small crunched up leaves. I mean, I would have to drag the vacuum up the stairs to vacuum that and vacuuming the stairs and taking a vacuum upstairs is a real pain you know so 
It just wasn't happening. So those crunched up pieces end up getting dragged all over the house. So I moved the plant and the table. My teenage daughter, McKenna, is my biggest cheerleader. She noticed it right away and said, and she doesn't even know, or at the time, she didn't even know I was like, you know, practicing feng shui by moving this darn plant. But she said she felt so much better now that it was gone. So could that be the feng shui talking? Did I draw in some positive energy by moving that plant? Lastly, I had a black TV stand in my room. I really don't know why it was in there. Its only purpose was to house all the junk I swore I would put away later. There wasn't a TV on top of the TV stand. It was just in there. And it also didn't match. All my furniture is dark brown. And um, and this was black. So it was really starting to bother me. And the mess on top of it was an eyesore. I had to ask around to see if any friends or family would like it. There really was nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't sparking any joy in my house. No one wanted it for a while, so I went to Facebook, and seriously, within seconds of hitting post, someone wanted to take it off my hands. And it's gone now, and once it was out of there, McKenna came racing down the stairs to see what my room looked like. She said, Mom, you could put a couch there or something, and you could paint your room, or you could change the colors on your bedspread, and on and on she went, inspiring me like crazy. So there you go, more positive energy. But I've always just been, I've been putting off painting my bedroom for a while. But anyway, um, another easy feng shui tip on the 5-Minute Feng Shui podcast was to move 27 things. Now, I know that sounds really strange. 27. Why 27? According to Google, because I did look this up, it's supposed to bring in positive energy. Well, I didn't move 27 things. In fact, I moved more than 27 things. How? Since it's the Christmas season, I like to move out my everyday decor so that I can make space for our Christmas decorations. In addition, I had to move everything from the inside and the outside of that black TV stand that I was telling you about. So what did I move? Well, the inside of the old black TV stand was mostly um, books that I had already read and a few books that I forgot that I had and needed to get around to reading. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do with those. But if you do a Pinterest search, so notice I go to Pinterest and Google for like everything. <laughs> but I did a Pinterest search um, and I searched up um, decorating with books or decorating a bookshelf. And you'll find loads of content on what to do with those books. Um, I mean, apparently there's just a certain way to arrange them. And, and it's true. I mean, I, I, I intentionally arranged my books in a certain way and it looks, it looks really good. Um, but some of the books I donated and then for the ones I wanted to keep, I moved them to a different TV stand that we have in the living room and it was completely empty. <laughs> there seriously was not one thing on the shelves underneath the TV in my living room. The only thing on the TV stand, um, it, you know, it has shelves and things, um, but the only thing on it was the TV. And why did I keep it empty? I have no idea. Maybe because I put it all in the black, in the black uh, t 
TV stand in my room that didn't match anything. <laughs> so anyway, I moved all the books there. And like I said, there's a method to putting the books on the shelves so, so they look decorative. So just if you don't believe me, search it up on Pinterest. You'll see. So that's what I did with those. And it was more than 27 things. So I put my everyday decor into a box to be stored in the basement, and I put up some Christmas decorations. And my mom recently gave me her little light-up Charles Dickens Village, which I put on top of the cabinets in my kitchen. And it looks really adorable. So back to 27 things. So I moved a countless amount of things. Did I add positive energy into my home? I would say yes. When I put the village up, because it lights up and everything, um, when I put the village up, I also put some decorations on top of my refrigerator. And when I first looked at it, I hated it. it I don't know. It just made me feel kind of anxious. And I asked myself why. I mean, I only put one decoration up there and was so bothered by it. So I took off all the magnets off the fridge. And there, there it was. It was the magnets. It was just too much. So McKenna naturally was so appreciative. She was like, oh, mom, the fridge. I love it. So these are just two things in the area of feng shui that I tried. And all of this has taken me about three weeks to do. So how did the energy change in my home? As far as bringing in positive energy, which is what feng shui is supposed to do, I think I've done that. The feeling of not really wanting to do anything is now gone. Once I did those two things, I got super motivated to clean my basement. I'm not sure if I've ever cleaned the basement. <laughs> All it really is is a place where I kept putting things we no longer use or to store Christmas decorations. I mean, there were countless bags of old clothes that I'd been meaning to go through for Haley and clothes that need to be donated and baby toys and so much more. Literally, you could not see most of the floor space in the basement. Because I had been feng shuiing things upstairs and was really pleased by the results, I tackled my basement one day. Once I dove in and got started, things really started happening quickly. I called Haley's past babysitter to see if she wanted some of the toys for her home daycare. And she did, and she came over right away with a truck and hauled out a lot of the big stuff, like a dollhouse and a kitchen set. My son, who's home from college, loaded up my car with all of our stuff that was still in perfectly good condition, but we no longer used. And then he drove it up to the Goodwill near our home. My basement is really beautiful. It's actually finished. It's, it doesn't have carpeting, but um, it is a finished basement. And there is a bar down there that was covered with stuff. <laughs> but there's a very nice bar. It, like, lights up and everything. Um, and there's an air hockey table that I had forgotten about. That's how much unused old stuff was down there. And once I cleared out, my kids started creating this vision of how they would use it. Christian showed me where he wants to put all of his workout equipment. He walked around and showed me where he thought he could put his TV and his game system when he comes home from college. McKenna said she would like to start having more friends over because now they have a place to hang out. And Christian said he would move the food, the futon from the um, upstairs to the basement to use as a couch and so on. 
And then we were so excited that when we went to my mom's for dinner that night, we started telling her about our newfound space. She said, I can get you some cheap furniture and a TV. And then my kids said, Mom, we'll paint it over Christmas break. See, the color from the past owners is a very, very dark purple. So you see how some positive, motivating, and inspiring energy has spiraled through my home. And it all started with me clearing some clutter in order to put out our Christmas decorations. Another aspect about feng shui is to draw in things that you want. And I was a little skeptical about this because I can't see how moving things in your home can draw in things that I want. I get that it caused my family to want to work together and to make things nicer. They see how clearing clutter um, makes things nicer, so they wanted to jump on the wagon too, and that makes sense to me. But how can practicing feng shui draw in things or situations that I want? Well, my answer is I don't know. Um, I mean, people swear by it, but um, I don't know how it all works. But I can tell you this. New opportunities have made their way into my life, and I don't know if it's due to feng shui or not, but it has. I've been meaning to get around to repainting my room, as I mentioned earlier, and I am not good at painting, and I knew I would need to hire a professional. And I had asked my parents to help me pay for things like paint and a new comforter as my Christmas present, but for whatever reason, my mom said, let's just wait until spring. So that project got put on the back burner. And she also told me my dad was going to give me some money for Christmas. But still, I just shelved the idea of getting my room painted. And then out of nowhere, this lady came, um, this lady who um, came to fix my back door in the summertime called me. And she works for herself and she needed, needed some work and asked me if she could paint my bedroom. She needed the money just like most small business owners seem to need help right now. And that phone call motivated me to get it done. I mean, she really did. She just called out of nowhere. I would have never have, have called her because I just had it in my head that I wasn't going to um, repaint my bedroom. So not at least not until spring. Another aspect of feng shui is that they say you can draw in wealth by doing certain things. Again, skeptical. There are specific things that you can do, like create a money bowl and put it in a specific corner of your home. And there are certain items you're supposed to put in the bowl and it's supposed to draw wealth to you. Well, I did not do this. It sounds interesting, but I, I didn't do it. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I just, I didn't do that. I only did the clearing of clutter and moving things around and fixing a few broken things simply because it needed to be done and learning about feng shui was a nice reminder. And I already kind of knew it would draw in some good energy into my home because every time I clear clutter, I feel fantastic. This I knew. But ex experts say you can draw in wealth. And I did, believe it or not, without making a money bowl or anything. I got an unexpected raise from my second job. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> and I have an app called Digits that puts a small amount of money away. In fact, the, the amount that it puts away is so small that I forget that it's doing it. And it turns out I had $800 saved in there that I had no idea about. And it was $50 more than my credit card bill. And I know it's my own money, not extra money, but I didn't realize how much was there. And then in addition, Digits paid off my credit card for me with just a click of a button. And I didn't know I had that capability. 
So over these past two weeks, two major financial positive things have happened since I've been practicing feng shui. Is it a coincidence? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. All I know is I'm enjoying the practice. And I no longer feel like I'm in a rut. I feel energized, inspired, and motivated. And you might be skeptical of all of this, but just try clearing clutter. Try clearing just a small area at first. I assure you, once you do, you will feel better, maybe even inspired, like me, to do more. And try moving some things. I'm going to move my bedroom around in such a way that it's suggested by the uh, practice of feng shui. That's the perfect time to do it since my room is now getting painted. Can you get rid of some items that you don't use? I only looked to feng shui originally because it gives me a guide as to how to place furniture and how to decorate your home, and I really stink at that, and I, I needed some help, and I knew I could draw in some good vibes, and when I did the few things that I did, I had really no intention of drawing in more money. I mean, I've always... You know, everybody always wants more money, but that wasn't why I was doing it. So, um, so you know, give a few things a try. Like, I didn't see what happened. I mean, you know, it's not going to hurt. So, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you can find some awesomeness in the feng shui practice. If you really, ha- I mean, you really have nothing to lose, only to gain. It's good to declutter, and it's good for your mind and soul. And if new opportunities come your way, well, that's a bonus. I mean, it's worked for me, and I've only just begun. I would love to connect more with you, so please join my Facebook group at www.facebook.com groups slash Y-D-D-O-A. You can also find me on Instagram at your DD of Awesome. And on Twitter at Cindy Liming, which is C-Y-N-D-I, and Liming is L-I-M-I-N-G. And be sure to check out my website, yddoa.com, where you will find all of the deals, resources, and episodes of your Daily Dose of Awesome. Thanks again for listening. I'm Cindy Liming, and get on out there and practice some feng shui.